At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And it is time, like always, every weekend, joined by our man Derek Stevens. How are you, sir? Happy Super Bowl weekend, buddy. Brady, great, great to, uh, great to be on today. Well, I got to ask you. I mean, this, you know, we've gone through the entire football season having you on uh, the Pro Football Blitz each and every week, and for a lot of that, we were talking about circa millions and circa survivor, and here we are for the Super Bowl. This is the end of the season, and over the course of the entire twenty-some weeks or whatever it's been, Derek. Does it does this feel climactic to you? This matchup and this crowd. I mean, there's all kinds of people here at Circa for this weekend. Well, Brady, let me give you a little personal story. It is climactic. You know why? I was a heavy underdog that I could make it all the way to Super Bowl <laughs> week and I, I, I this show. So, yes, it is climactic. We made it all the way. I love being here at four o'clock on a Saturday in Vegas because four o'clock in Vegas on a Saturday. Where else would I want to be? I mean, this is so good. I mean, the action's been spectacular all year round and. Uh, yeah, it's all coming down for all the betters um, for this weekend. This weekend's going to be pretty special. And you saw what happened like about a couple hours ago, right? We, uh, I've been begging for a little bit of Ram money to show up. Oh yeah, I did see that. It showed. Yeah, yeah, you're back to four and a half now, James. Did you see that here at Circus Sports? They are now back at Rams minus four and a half. Yeah, I was just checking out here. Still in Colorado, it's sitting at four. Though I did see the total go up, though, Derek. It's sitting at 49, juiced a little bit towards the under, but it has moved to 49 as far as the total is concerned. And I hear you, Derek. My my goal through Super Bowl weekend is to survive the weekend myself. I'm going to have my own Super Bowl party here, a mini, a mini circus sports party that I'll have here for my own perspective. But, Derek, can you set the scene for us there? For those of us that aren't going to have the privilege to be out there with you in, at Super 
circa for the Super Bowl. Kind of set the scene. How is it? What's the energy level like? What's the atmosphere like there at circa? Not only right now, but leading up into kickoff. How much fun is this going to be for this weekend? You know, James, you know it. Brady, you know it. I mean, yesterday at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I walked down. I walked down with our officers, our directors, and we just walked the casino here at Circa, and you could feel energy, yep. if you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally you could, know what you, you could mean. Tell yeah. it was, you could tell it was uh, the Friday of Super Bowl weekend. The the amount of smiles, the amount of uh, anticipation, um, it was really – you could really just feel it. I, I just love the atmosphere. Um, well before I got into the casino business, I, I spent many, many, uh, many years coming out, coming out to Vegas for Super Bowl, and you could feel it yesterday. So, so James, we have uh, we have a t- total of seven parties. Uh, they range from 150 people in our in uh, one of our smallest to over 8,000 in one of our biggest. Uh, three are retail, four are uh, I'm sorry, four are retail, three are uh, casino events, and uh, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, this 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 Super Bowl will blow out all records. Um, combination of um, the growth of sports betting, um, the the impact that Veasan's had on on North America with betting has had, had a huge impact, and I think the fact that there's a little bit of um, an element where people are just so excited to get out, like they've they've wanted to come here. So um, all the stars are going to align uh, align here uh, on, on on Saturday night here, uh, and then all day Sunday tomorrow. I tell you what, James, it doesn't hurt that we've got 75-degree weather as well. Uh, Just got a nice little boost of weather here in the desert, uh, appropriately enough, on Super Bowl weekend. And you're exactly right, Derek. And James, you've been down here in Las Vegas for Super Bowls before, but I was out working the streets uh, for my other job yesterday and was going in and out of a lot of casinos. And I I could feel it once again. And the the crowds are a little bigger. The smiles are bigger. There was certainly more energy in the room. And James, uh, like I say, I'm sure you've probably experienced that. It's often like what we have here for a big prize fight. You know, just that energy up and down the Las Vegas Strip and here in downtown, uh, it, it has definitely hit us, Mr. Salinas. Well, Derek, and and to this point, I've been out to Las Vegas and so many times for the Super Bowl and and just drawing the atmosphere. But you're always indoors. You're always inside the sports book. Once that game kicks off, you got a little pool out there. So thinking that, <laughs> I mean, stadium swim. The fact that it's going to be in the 70s tomorrow. How off the hook is that going to be, Derek, for the Super Bowl when it kicks off? Well, I was fortunate enough today that I had an opportunity to see what the team has planned for tomorrow. So I. Uh... I literally got out of stadium swimming at 3:52. Took a quick shower and made it by about four seconds to make the show. Um, they uh, they've got their game game uh, game day ready tomorrow. It's going to be spectacular. I mean, stadium swimming will, will do about 3,000 people. Uh, the event center, another outdoor venue, will do over 8,000 tomorrow. And uh, you could just tell. I mean, people are now checking in. They're trying to check in early, get their wristbands, get their passes, whatever the appropriate. Um, Method of entry is uh, for tomorrow, but uh, but James, you're, you're you're right. I mean, uh, stadium swim is going to be, uh, you know, well, I mean, I'm biased, but it's going to be the best place in the country to watch the Super Bowl. I tell you what, I don't think that's uh, much of a long shot right there. And you touched on it, James. When have we ever had just a gorgeous venue like that to watch the Super Bowl outside? Um, I ran into you, gentlemen, all know uh, the guy that does uh, the work on Fox Sports. Typically works with Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman, I believe. Mike Pereira, the former referee, yeah. and I ran into him outside of the studio here before our show today. And I guess he's uh, going to be a guest on a Vision show a little bit later today, but he was blown away by this place. 
you know, this was his first time here. And, you know, we're, we're in Las Vegas. Obviously, this took us by surprise. But someone that's not familiar with a sports book, per se, whatsoever, boy, it, it knocked him over, man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Hey, Brady, once once the segment's over, you, you mind introducing me? I'd like to meet him. Meet him. I've, we've had so many discussions with Pereira's on. I, I'd love to meet the guy. Yeah, you know, he was just kind of snooping around looking at the studio. And I said, Mike? And he goes, yeah, and we had a little conversation. I said, I, I recognize you, you know, and uh, super nice guy, and I guess he's going to be around at your place all weekend. Oh, this is excellent. That's what I heard. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Bill Lady, Brian Musburger, for setting that up. Uh, but I've not met Mike, but I look forward to it. Hey, I want to tell you a couple line moves. The uh, there, There's been a lot of money, and, and I said this on Nightcap. I said this with uh, Stormy on, on uh, Follow the Money the other day on Thursday, but we've been looking for Rams money. And I would tell you today, for whatever reason, uh, some Rams money started showing up. And like I said, you, we, we moved it to the four and a half. Um, I've got a guy, I got a guy <laughs> at Signature Airport. And uh, normally they'll get about 10 to 12 uh, private jets in on a Friday night, Saturday. 70 today Wow, of coming in. And many of them keep the engines running because they're coming in and making a play and going back wow. to L.A. It's kind of a very interesting dynamic, a dynamic we've never seen in Vegas before. So um, we, we are starting to see some Rams money. And that type of scenario that you spell out is absolutely Rams money, right? Just a quick stopover. I mean, they're, they're not flying in from Cincinnati, are they? No, no. This is all L.A., like L.A., let's say Orange County, L.A., San Diego, the, the number of flights coming out. They're going to spend a little time in Vegas here, like this afternoon, this evening, and flying back for the game. Um, I don't think we've ever seen this before. I mean, there, there's been games, obviously, in, in uh, the Rose Bowl or in L.A. and things like that in the past, but this is a little bit of a different economy. I want to ask you a couple questions here, Derek, before we let you go. Um, you personally, what what is your handicap of the game? What What side or total do you like, and who do you think the house will need when they kick off? Well, right now, right now, uh, we, we definitely need the Rams. Okay. Um, even with all the money that came in today, we need a lot more private jets coming in from the game. We, <laughs> we need we need some Ram money. We, we are not balanced right now at all. Even though we went to four and a half, um, we need some Ram money. That's that's for sure. Um, let me let me tell you a story about who I'm really rooting for. Um, Brady, you know I'm a diehard Lions fan. Yeah. My lifetime, the Detroit Lions have won one playoff game. Um, I'm a pretty loyal guy, and uh, I love Matt Stafford. I love Kelly Stafford. I love what they did to the for the Detroit community. Um, it'd be very difficult for a diehard Lions fan, um, diehard Lions fan, not to root for the Rams uh, tomorrow. Great stuff, James. You got anything before we uh, let Derek get back to Stadium Swim? Actually, I just wanted to ask Derek. I, I think what's so unique is the the circus squares. How popular have those been? Whether it's doing the full game or you can do them by quarter. How popular have the squares been there at Circa? Well, James, the square circus squares is going to be the number one prop that we have. I mean, you know that we have squares up in Colorado. We have circus squares up in Iowa. We have circus squares up in Nevada. It'll certainly be the biggest prop that we put out there. Um, blows everything away, frankly. Um, you know, we had a little internal text here. We had a little bit of fun. Um, I've said this on the last two shows I've been on in VEASAN. Um, I said, you know, the one square I don't like is I don't like the first quarter 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. But every time I say that, they start betting the first quarter 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> it's sitting at 3,000 to 1. It should be 30,000 to 1. But every time I say don't bet the 5-5 five, five in the first quarter, all of a sudden we see a little action. I actually like the 0-0 zero, zero first quarter. It's plus 425. Zero zero is plus four twenty five for the first quarter. 
James, what what do you think? Five five at plus three thousand or zero zero? I like. I'm with Derek. I'll go with the smaller put. I'm not chasing big plays like that. But plus four twenty five zero zero ten ten zero zero for the first quarter. I lean towards more zero zero no score in the first quarter. I like that square too, Derek. All right, Derek. Thank you so much once again. And what we have coming up is a special documentary that Veasan has put together regarding the Circa Survivor Contest. So stick around. You're going to want to see that. We will do that coming up when we return on the Pro Football Blitz. Happy Super Bowl weekend once again to you, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy this world premiere right now. All right, here we go. Dick Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The world's largest sportsbook is home to the world's largest pro football survivor pool in terms of payout and participants. Circus Survivor is a $7 million, 18-week test of wits, endurance, and luck. The tension rises as games and fortunes are lost and won. VEASAN now takes you inside Circus Survivor.
Circus Survivor is simple. Just pick one winning team each week straight up, no point spread, but there is a catch. You can't pick the same team twice. The first year's pool of a million dollars was split between 35 winners. Circus co-owner and CEO Derek Stevens wanted a more challenging contest with fewer winners taking home much more money. We went from one million uh, guarantee to a six million guarantee. So I probably bit off more than I could chew, but uh, but I don't regret it at all because uh, um, creating this $6 million guarantee, uh, I think, created a lot of excitement. The 2021-22 version of Circus Survivor would be more challenging because the NFL added a 17th game and the Circus staff added so-called weeks using the Thursday and Saturday games of both Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Stevens added another million to the pool for participants who could save last year's Super Bowl teams, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, until the final week of the season. Beeson host and avid Survivor player Gil Alexander weighed in. What my thoughts were was nobody could possibly care about that seventh million if they're going for six million. And as it turned out, multiple people cared deeply about that seventh million. It seems with a little homework, it would be pretty simple to earn some of that $7 million. <laughs> it's not at all. Because um, you're essentially hitting a, you're, you're hitting a 20-team money line parlay. No two teams can be the same. And the counter argument is, oh, yeah, but you get to pick the biggest favorite on the board or the biggest that you have available. You see what happens in this league. 4,080 contestants sign up to compete. Circus Sportsbook manager Jeff Benson was ready for kickoff. Week one is all about the deadline. Uh, the amount of people that forget uh, the Saturday deadline at 3 o'clock and the amount of phone calls I get uh, asking for the deadline to be extended uh, or the excuses I get for why people miss picks uh, is certainly uh, very interesting and uh, obviously sometimes difficult to deal with. Nearly 17% of the field was eliminated in week one. Contestant Chris Piper has seen how unpredictability reigns in the NFL. And this year with the COVID issues, injuries, you had to basically keep on looking every every day up until you put your pick in on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Ohio school psychologist Michael Sachs wasn't saving Tampa Bay for the final week. He went with them in week one against the Cowboys. If I save Tampa Bay or Kansas City for the end, well, I might not even get to the end. So why even bother? That million dollar bonus is kind of ridiculous. So I took Tampa Bay. Dallas scored at the end to take the lead. And I was sitting on the couch watching the game and I thought, well, I'm out week one. Suck up from 36, ball put down on the grass. Right footed kick is up and it's good! Two seconds to go. The Buccaneers have taken the lead. The Bucks and Michael Sachs just barely got by. He hadn't told a soul, not even his wife, his family, or his friends, that he was in the contest. I don't want the noise, the outside noise, so I did this kind of in a bubble each week. In weeks two and three, there weren't any major upsets. However, there was a historic last-second play that would save some survivors. Longest in NFL history if it's good. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good. It's crossbar, and it tumbles through. It is good. Time has expired. Justin Tucker with the longest field goal in NFL history. 
Week five brought even more survivor solitude and sweat for Michael Sachs. The winless Lions led Sachs' favorite team, the Vikings, 17-16 with 22 seconds remaining. But Minnesota was able to move the ball to set up a fateful field goal attempt. And just a few minutes prior, he had come up short on a 49-yard field goal. Um, and I just thought, my, my favorite team who I root for, even though I know they're going to break my heart eventually, they're going to kill me. Snap, spot, Joseph, excellent leg, get up there, and yes, it is gone! Greg Joseph's field goal meant Sachs had survived again, barely, in the final seconds of the game. And things were even more sweaty for survivors in week eight on Halloween. We had a period of time where, where uh, let's say a three, four week period where, where more than half of the pool um, got knocked out. It was Halloween in New Jersey when the soon to be AFC champs visited the one in five Jets who had just lost 54 to 13 to the Patriots. Cincinnati was favored by 11 and a half points. They were an obvious pick for 40% of survivors. But when the Jets pulled off the upset, 851 contestants were eliminated. The field was down to 1,188 survivors, and Florida's Billy Chippus was one of them. This year's been crazy. That was evident week number nine, when Buffalo went into Jacksonville as 14.5-point favorites, and the Bills were one of the highest-scoring teams. The final tally? Jacksonville 9, Buffalo 6, as neither team managed to score a touchdown. So I just try to stay away from even the huge spreads. VEASAN betting analyst Stormy Bonatoni was still alive in the contest. Buffalo in that 9-6 game with Jacksonville. How does that happen? What world does that happen? Circus Sportsbook manager Jeff Benson backs up the fact that the 2021-22 NFL season was more unpredictable than most. There was definitely some more randomness uh, and unpredictability this year as opposed to the years past. Highly unlikely results knocked out 42% of the remaining field in week number nine, only to be outdone by week 10. Circus CEO Derek Stevens watched closely. 10 was a whopper. I mean, 10 was the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Detroit Lion tie game. Losing on a tie still doesn't sit well with VEASAN's Bon and Tony. A tie is the freaking worst way in the world to go out. I hate that that's even a thing in the National Football League. We need to rule it out. I hate ties. They're gross. They're disgusting. Save that for soccer. Three quarters of the 686 survivors were eliminated in week 10, including VEASAN's Amal Shaw, who had been stung by the Steelers once again. Last year I screwed up at the end. I actually had it mapped out. I, was, I got eliminated in week 15 of 17. Uh, I had actually selected the Tennessee Titans, and I switched at the last minute to the Steelers, who once again beat me. Uh, and then I would have taken New Orleans, and I would have taken the New England Patriots in the last weekend, and I would have gotten through it. I had three weeks away. Really should have cashed on that one. Still very disappointed. Thanks for bringing that up. Week number 11 supplied another victory for Michael Sachs in the closing minutes of what looked like a loss. Might be the final play for the Chargers. Sachs was on the Chargers, but a fumbled punt allowed Pittsburgh to take the lead with just three and a half minutes left. Herbert of the gun, gets the snap, he's back to pass, looking left, throws left, got a man wide open, it's caught. Down the sideline, 30, 25, 20, inside the 10, end zone, touchdown Chargers, it is Mike Williams. And the Chargers have gone back in front. You've got to be kidding. And again, it was just, uh, I just kept thinking, 
I'm kind of on a magic ride here. Something's happening here, and I think maybe I can do this. You know, I'm just a regular guy, but I think I can go 20-0, even though it was, you know, brutal along the way. Sachs was more than halfway to possibly winning six or seven million dollars, and remarkably, he hadn't told a soul. The three games on Thanksgiving Day counted as a week unto themselves. Billy Chippis was still alive with his survivor partner, right. Ryan Coffey. I think once we got to Thanksgiving, that's when it, it really got real. Coffey and Chippis were on the right side of the Bears-Lions game that day. The more obvious choice was the Cowboys, favored by a touchdown to beat the Raiders. But Las Vegas knocked off Dallas in Big D, and 80 more survivors were taken out. There were just 28 survivors standing, including Coffee and Chippis. Once Dallas lost, I'm like, I got a real shot of this now. We go to break by asking in Survivor, do you need more luck or skill? Circus CEO, Derek Stevens. You know, some of these comebacks, some of these sweats, uh, I think every one of the, uh, every one of the, um, the five survivors uh, can uh, rattle off uh, their one or two biggest games they had because they, everybody that, to make make it this far, um, you gotta be good, and then you gotta have a little bit of luck go your way too. Participant Billy Chippis. You gotta have luck, I mean, there's no doubt. Anyone that says they win this, and their geniuses is a complete liar. Vison's a mall shot. Well, I, I would say probably about 75% skill, 25% luck, you know, because you got to understand who the teams, the matchups, which you're dealing with. I think that's part of it. And then there's a lot of luck involved, right? Like the Jets could have easily lost that football game just as easily as they won it. So a lot of different situations where luck plays a huge factor. Circa Survivor participant Chris Piper agrees. I'd say 75% is is skill and 25% luck. That's just, a, that's just a guess, but I would say, you know, I needed luck just like everybody else did, you know? We'll be right back. Hey, hey. Welcome back. On Christmas weekend, the games on Thursday and Saturday counted as a separate week from the Sunday and Monday matchups. For Circus Survivors, including Mark Perlman, that meant some extra planning. For Christmas, the, the Cardinals look like the team to beat in the NFL. So they're at home against the Colts. But as the season went on, okay, well, now the Cardinals aren't as good. DeAndre Hopkins gets out for the season. And then it looked more like, okay, we need to save the Packers. Just 16 survivors remain. Those you've already met in this show all chose the Packers to beat the Browns at Lambeau Field. Of course, that wouldn't be so easy. The Pack led by 12, but Cleveland cut the lead to just two with just four and a half minutes to play. Late in the game, the Browns are driving towards what looked to be a game-winning field goal. Billy Chippis saw his season coming to an end. I thought Green Bay was dead in the water on Christmas. Yeah. I started, I took a handle of whiskey and just lost, like, I'm dead. <laughs> when they were at the 50-yard line, I'm like, this is over, my dream is over. Just when it seemed all was lost, Chippis and survivor partner Ryan Coffey watched as the league's unpredictability turned in their favor. Then Baker Mayfield started throwing the ball and it came back, you know. Oh, they take out Chubb, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Mayfield's fourth interception of the day helped chip his coffee, Piper, and Mark Perlman on to the next round. The joke of in good hands with the commercial, it's like, he's like a family member now, because if it wasn't for him and the four interceptions, I would be out of this tournament, not in this chair. But there was another Christmas game to pick with a deadline just hours away. Michael Sachs was still alive and still hadn't told anyone. 
He and Mark Perlman, they chose the Falcons to beat the Lions because Detroit was just 2-11-1. And as the football world and Perlman knew, the Lions would be starting a backup quarterback. And I did some research on Tim Boyle, the backup quarterback. So Tim Boyle went to UConn. He had one touchdown and 13 interceptions in three years. But of course it was a tight game. Atlanta led by four in the fourth quarter, but the Lions were driving for Saxon Perlman losing to a backup quarterback on a two-win team would be excruciating. He looks like Tom Brady against the Falcons. I mean, he really looked like Tom Brady. He was like 18 for 23 to start the game, but with about 40 seconds left on first and nine, he threw it right to the Falcons. And that was a Tim Boyle we were looking for. When that interception happened, you know, regardless of touchdown or turnover, I just started running. And I said, yes. And the whole sports book went up in arms. They were all like going crazy for me. Because I always see the crazy guy. But that time, I was the crazy guy. Christmas weekend games had pared the field down to just five survivors. One remained anonymous. The others were Chris Piper, the team of Billy Chippis and Ryan Coffey, Mark Perlman, and Michael Sachs. All five won in week 17. So they're 18 weeks in, and Sachs had yet to tell anyone he needed just one more correct pick to earn a jackpot of at least $1.2 million. VEASAN's a mall shop. He didn't tell anybody he was in the contest, so he didn't have any outside influence in terms of his decision-making. I thought it was a brilliant move on his part. Aside from staying clear of outside influences, there was another reason for Sachs to keep his potential success a secret. This is going to sound crazy, but I didn't want to let anyone down. If I told friends and family that I'm in this, they're all going to be watching the game. They're all going to be rooting for me. And then if it lost, even if I went through 13, 14, 18 weeks and it lost, they would be disappointed. And I didn't want to let anyone down. Three of the remaining survivor teams were eligible for the million dollar bonus. Billy and Ryan had saved Kansas City. The anonymous survivors still had the bucks available. And when the Chiefs stumbled out of the gate early in the season, Michael Sachs had set them aside, waiting for the team to get it together, then held on to KC until the very last week. For Sachs and the others, the tension was high, 24-7. I even had dreams of who I was going to pick. So, I mean, this, this was day and night. It wasn't just while out, you know, during my waking hours. Chip has had a tough time focusing at work. It's like so stressful. I'm like, like like I said, thank God my boss was good to me because I, I told him, I said, hey, well, I'm working, but I got to be honest, you know, I get 100% right now. My mind is way. On the final weekend, Kansas City was in Denver to play the Broncos on Saturday. Of course, Sachs and the team of Ryan and Billy chose the Chiefs. Circus CEO Derek Stevens even added a special betting line at Billy's request. Billy was relentless. I mean, uh, I understand, you know, there's a certain amount of superstition that goes into goes into your selections, but when Billy said, yeah, I got Kansas City and I'm not hedging, and he specifically asked to put an alternate lineup of KC minus 20 and a half, and he bet it, um, it was something. Mark Perlman's best choice for the final weekend was the Titans. With the win, Tennessee would clinch the top seed in the AFC playoffs. Chris Piper had only two favorites to choose from. He whittled it down to Washington against the Giants or the Saints against the Falcons. Giants coach Joe Judge and Washington's coach Ron Rivera helped him decide. The reason I went with the Washington team was uh, Joe Judge, who just got fired, 
uh, basically opened his mouth and called the Washington team a bunch of clowns. He was basically making fun of them, and I, I don't think Rivera really liked that or whatever, so he kind of, he, he made his point that uh, Rivera basically says, um, we'll see, we'll see on Sunday. Derek Stevens was in his sports book with some of his survivors. It was uh, one incredible um, sweat Saturday hanging out with Billy and his crew. Lock goes under center, takes the snap, handoff Gordon. In the third quarter of a back and forth battle, Melvin Gordon's 47 yard touchdown run put Denver up 21-17. Melvin Gordon, 47 yards. It'll vault the Broncos back in front. That was all that Billy Chippus could handle as he saw at least a million and a half dollars slipping away after 18 grueling weeks. He wandered away from his group at Circus Sportsbook and happened to stand next to a Broncos fan. Obviously, I'm super stressed, and the guy's standing there, and he's like, hey, listen. Denver, he goes, trust me. I've been watching them forever. They'll fumble it away. Next play. The ball is out and picked up by the Chiefs. Taking off is Nick Bolton. Nick Everyone's screaming like, what the heck's going on around here? And I turn around like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Bolton up to 20. 10, 5, touchdown. City. <laughs> that, play, that play was nuts. Like, I mean, that was real. Was to, like, uh, to fumble it and do the spin move out and then just gone, that never happens. When Kansas City locked up the win, Derek Stevens was as happy as the winners. To have the, the CEO of, of this property and the contest, just to be so excited for you, I mean, man, it was amazing. Alone in his hotel room, Michael Sachs cried tears of joy and relief. He had just become a millionaire, and none of his family or friends knew. Sunday, it was the other's turn to take a shot at at least a million dollars. The Bucks won for the anonymous survivor. And Mark Perlman's Titans were crushing Houston 21-0, but it's never easy in Circus Survivor, and the Texans stormed back. Late in the game, the Titans' lead was down to just 21-18. to Oh, by about the third quarter, he's the first guy I've ever met that stood up and turned his back on all 78 million pixels. At some point, I just honestly stopped watching the game. I was facing more of my friends and family for a reaction. Perlman got the reaction he was looking for as Tennessee held on, earning him $1.2 million. Could Chris Piper be the fifth winner? He got the answer near the end of the third quarter with Washington clinging to a 6-0 lead. The moment I, I thought I won is when they had the uh, pick six. When that happened, I think I've got you. He was right. Piper was the fifth and final winner of Circus Survivor. Stevens broke out the champagne. All right, let's get down to it. Days later, it was time to collect some big checks. What are your plans on the $1.2 million, Chris? Well, I've got uh, two kids, two grandkids. They're going to receive some of that money. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. Billy and Ryan would split $1.533 million. Billy has been celebrating a little bit early before the ceremony began. And so we say, congratulations, Billy Chippis and Ryan Coffey. On top, 247, 1.5333333 million. The anonymous winner and Michael Sachs also earned the win and the bonus money. By then, finally, Michael's wife and a couple friends knew. 
A few years ago, I, you know, fell upon VEASAN and started watching the shows and listening to the radio programs. So I, I heard about it and I thought, uh, this is a quintessential Survivor Contest. And uh, if I wanted to, to do anything or be anything, you got to enter it. Mark Perlman in his Baker Mayfield jersey walked away with a cool $1.2 million. Have you had a history, whether at home with a group of friends or in some different format of playing in Survivor Contest before? Yes, just obviously not of this magnitude. I mean, not only the entry fee, but also the amount of people. Congratulations, Mark Perlman, Syracuse Hawkeyes, $1.2 million. As for the future of Circus Survivor, well, it's in Derek Stevenson's DNA to try to make it even bigger. Just two years in, it seems the world's biggest Survivor contest at the world's biggest sports book is not only surviving, it's thriving. I'm gonna parlay it, baby. Parlaying, 1.2 million is gonna be 10 million. They'll interview me next year. 1.2 to 10 mil, that's my story. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. into dough with the Pizza Hut Big Game Props Pool. Make your predictions about how the big game will go down for your shot at a share of $30,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Big Game now to get in on the action. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am live here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. James via Denver, Colorado. And we just finished watching that Circa documentary there on the Circa Survivor Contest. And first of all, I got to say hats off to Tom Catlin and Dave Ross. Dave Ross, of course, narrating the piece there. And then Tom Catlin, really responsible for putting the entire thing together. A wonderful job of production. And I thought a great little look into this contest, the sweat that is Circus Survivor. Really well done, James. What did you think? Uh, the sweat. I think trying to be able to 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 pull out what that the, the toll that it takes on you now we've won other we've won big contests obviously not the survivor different stra- diff, different when it talk about the super contest but thinking about just the emotional 
and the physical toll that it takes on you. You heard Billy Chippa saying, man, I didn't sleep. I can relate to that. I know how, how, how you're just consumed with it. And especially you think about Survivor because it's narrowing down. The prize pool is so big. You started with over 4,000 entries. And through the course of the season, it you only end up with five winners. I think, Brady, really that just exemplifies and really speaks to the fact of how how unpredictable the NFL is and what a challenge it is to try to bet the sport. Yeah, that's a great point you make. From 4,000 just to five, and, and absolutely speaks to the unpredictability of the NFL. And James, I also thought it was interesting. I believe it was Michael Sachs, the contestant uh, named Michael Sachs. I'm not positive what his uh, alias was, um, but I thought it was interesting how he didn't tell anybody, and then his reasoning was, I didn't want to let anybody down. I mean, that, that was pretty wild, the psychology behind Behind this as well. I can think about that. I, I can. I definitely related to that too. Now, for me in Denver, I, I'm not really in sports betting circles. You know, it just became legalized here just less than two years ago, and that's really it's a whole different lifestyle for me. And you know, back in the day, uh, I've been betting on sports for over 30 years, Brady. And back in the day, that was one of the things that was underground. It was taboo. You're not supposed to do those things. Oh, you're a sports better. You're a degenerate gambler. And we know if you do it smartly, that's that's not the case. But I think from his perspective, I was in the same boat when I was playing the my, the super contest initially. The first year that I won was the first year that I played. Nobody knew what I was doing. Nobody. And then as I started to get towards the latter part of it and I was leading the contest, started to let a few people know and they really didn't even understand it, didn't relate to it. So the other part I can relate to too is then you start to feel the pressure of, yeah, not so much for you, for, for myself, but you don't want to let anybody down. I completely and I can completely understand where he was coming from, from that perspective. You know, it's interesting. I, I never thought about letting other people down. I was going to let myself down if we didn't win it. I was going to be very disappointed if we didn't win the Super Contest. That was year 2011 with San Susi. Uh, and, and one of kind of the superstitions that I did throughout the entire contest, James, is I never told anybody who our team was. You know, friends and family, media, that type of thing. I never let – in fact, I remember going to lunch with our very own Polly Howard – that year, and we were about six weeks into the contest or something like that, and we were in first place. I think the first six weeks, we were at an 80% clip, uh, just a, a crazy pace that we set out of the gate. And I went to lunch with Polly and uh, a couple other friends, Dave Koken, JT the Brick, and we're uh, at a restaurant having a, a drink and a, and a bite to eat. And Polly says, how about this San Susi? You know, and I'm sitting there going, uh, you know, just biting my lip. Uh, so I, I was superstitious in that regard where I didn't tell anybody for a long time. And then, as you say, when we got down towards the end, I probably had about 50 friends and family that I had told, and they were certainly rooting at home. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot less money on the line, too, about a million dollars less in my case when we won it back in 2011. But um, I, I thought it was great where this piece was able to go through these weeks. I mean, you remember those weeks, James. You were in Circus Survivor. I am. I have never found myself to be a great survivor player, but I, I think with what's on the line here, I'm going to have to get involved next season. But you, you were a part of that for I, I believe about eight or nine weeks, and they talked about some of these games: the Ravens and Justin Cuck, uh, Justin Tucker's kick, the Minnesota Vikings and their their field goal kick over the Detroit Lions. I mean, absolutely, there were some wild ones, like there seems to be every season. 
Brady, so not only are you watching your game, so you pick your one selection, and yes, you're definitely focused on your team, and you want them to advance and win that football game, but then you're rooting against everybody else, so you're watching all those games, and I remember that game with Baltimore. I didn't have them. I, I don't remember who I had that week, but I was rooting for Detroit because that was a pretty significant, there was a number of folks that had Baltimore in the contest in that that early in the season with that win, late second win over the Lions, so not only are you rooting for your team, Brady, but then all the highs and lows that go with all the other selections, especially the bigger consensus plays that you're hoping go down. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I got to ask you, because you have played in both, not only the Super Contest, but also the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor, is one or the other more stressful or is it is it more difficult making the five picks against the spread or is it tougher maybe to find that one that you expect to win outright in Survivor? Uh, well, so let's just talk about the the five picks each week against the number. I mean, it's difficult. We know that that's the it's hard to come up you with five to, sometimes, it, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it I'm is. on There's three. Sometimes I just like two. Yeah. It might be just oh, I really like these two games. The other ones is like, yeah, I guess I can make a case for that, and that's where <laughs> I'm going to go with it. And I think my biggest adjustment from betting and not just playing the contest, but having bet the National Football League since well, since I was in high school, even though we weren't supposed to be doing those things back <laughs> at Maxfield's rolling down there in high school and putting those plays in late in the game. Um, thinking about you know, just the challenge that it is to pick one game, now picking five, but been over the course of a lot of lost money in my younger days, betting the NFL, learning and changing my handicap and my perspective on, on how I'm going to uh, look at the uh, look at it through a sports betting lens is I've really gravitated to being an underdog player, and that's the biggest adjustment for me, Brady, when you're talking about Circus Survivor. We're not trying to find big dogs on the board. You want to find, not necessarily, it doesn't always have to be the biggest favorite, but you're looking for the team that you can say, yes, check the box here. I think this team is going to win, and typically those are going to be rather large favorites. It's having to make that adjustment for me because the first time, anytime those lines come out for the next week's games, the first thing I'm looking at is, where are the underdogs? Do I get, make a case for this underdog to win? I have to totally scrap that line of thinking to play the survivor because we're thinking about which team is going to win from a favorites perspective. No, your assessment there is really very similar to mine, and, and I'm kind of like you. You, I, I think you and I, and I think that's what neat, is neat about this show and has been all season long, James. A lot of times you and I come up with the same answers, but we, we get to that answer via different avenues. And uh, that, but, but, Again, like you, I'm typically looking at the underdog first. The entire card of games comes out, and I'm, and I'm looking at the teams catching points, and I'm like, okay, do they have a chance? Can they win that game outright? And, and in Survivor, you almost have to flip the script and look at the favorites and say, can they crush that competition? Yeah, and, and the strategy that's involved from week to week because you have to project out. Now, I didn't script out and project try to project out 18 weeks worth of football plays. That To me, that was too much effort and too hard, and we know that injuries are going to play a factor from, from weekly in the National Football League, and so I would kind of script out which teams that this might be the one time throughout the season that I would play this particular team, and so that more so kind of gritting out who I might play each week – 
yeah, maybe taking it month by month as opposed to trying to project out the full. Those folks that can do that, power to you, man. That It is so challenging. It's challenging enough just to do it on a weekly basis, Brady. But I think as this continues, I'm going to definitely play again. It's a lot of fun, and obviously it's very lucrative. We can speak to those five winners that, that won over a million dollars. And that's, that, I mean, ultimately that's the big draw. But you also think about how much, uh, I know for them, I, I can relate to this too. I'm sure they were glad once they were finally in that winner's circle and it was all set and done just a big sigh of relief that yeah it was awesome we won a bit we cashed a massive check but also it's over man that was a lot of fun i'm glad it's done and then decompress and then get ready to get back after it then in six months james real quick here will you change your strategy next year in survivor no i don't think so i think it's more so again just trying to uh, continue to build on scheduling and looking at teams further down the road as opposed to almost in a sense being more reactive from a week-to-week basis maybe being a little more proactive when i'm trying to grid out and map out what teams i might select as the season goes on well i think you'll find me as a competitor next year in survivor uh you just can't pass it up the uh no. the, the money there on the table is awful big v sin is in the middle of 56 hours of free video coverage at vsin.com coming up tomorrow every angle and analysis of the big game covered for you starting with point spread sunday then the lombardi line followed by an exclusive one-on-one interview with brent musburger and legendary sports better billy walters this exclusive one-hour interview is only available at v sin we have you covered all the way up until kickoff with our pregame coverage during the game we have our bet cast that'll tell you what props are cashing during the game as well as help you make some in-game bets it's v sin the sports Sports betting network all weekend long at vcin.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.